The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. guys with ships pre-recorded live in the virtual hangover minds we are those guys with ships and this is the first cast our star citizen gaming community podcast scheduling update because i just can't stop doing them as we roll up on the citizen con our recording schedules am gonna be a bit different as of right now i believe we will continue to release shows weekly if not, we will let you know. I'm, uh, I see it because I'm going to be away on holiday for a while, uh, but we'll be back prior to the CitizenCon event itself. Synergies are being leveraged. Planets are aligned. So return now to your homes or places of business. We will stay in contact with you through your Twitter machines. There's nothing to fear. Don't drink the water. Does this mean but, the Fergusons have been normalized? <laughs> yes. All right. the Fergusons have been normalized. Right. This Whether is they where realize I, I it or not. not. Is this where I do not attempt to adjust my set? Do not. Do not. Leave your horizontal hold exactly where it is. But before we get started, um, thoughts and prayers out to everyone affected by the, uh, the shooting in Las Vegas. It's just a horrible, horrible thing. Um, so would be remiss not to mention and uh, just hope that everybody um, everybody can um, can get better all right so gentlemen's how do we be ace I'm doing pretty good um, just uh, just doing stuff for d and and planting oh I've been playing a lot of kotor lately like the original KOTOR. You know, it's, it's funny. I was out... I forget what we were playing the other night. It might have been when we were uh, do, playing GT on Friday, um, where I kept noticing you logging in, and then logging, logging in again, and then logging in again, and then logging in again. So... You, having issues uh, keep keeping <laughs> keeping your KOTOR up? Um, well... <laughs> wow. Uh, it's less than five minutes in, and already a thinly veiled penis joke. I'm impressed. <laughs> um, well, you know... For her pleasure. Oh, let's see the way around. Well, I guess that's the explicit tag on this episode. Um, uh, in any case, uh, no. Um, running Kotor, the original Kotor, mm-hmm. uh, on a Windows 7 64-bit workstation, and getting it to run in 1080p is not yeah. an easy task. Oh. Um, the game runs standard 800 by 600. Right. Uh, which doesn't look fantastic on a widescreen HD television. Um, there are means to make the game play in HD, um, but there are some sacrifices when you do so. Uh, mm-hmm. Chief among them, uh, cutscenes don't play normally. Uh, some of the um, graphics 
like the like the uh, textual overlays don't sit right. So there are a bevy of mods and tweaks and I and I file uh, changes that need to be made to make the gun the game run smoothly in ah. 1080p. So that's okay. what you were seeing a lot of that. I w- I will I would like to let you know that I have successfully uh, left the Endar Spire, uh, left uh, Terrace, and I'm currently on Tatooine, negotiating with the Sand People. Well, good so, for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know they they uh, they travel in a single file to protect their numbers. Uh, they do, um, but there's one thing that Kotor has that no other game can um, uh, boast is that uh, it's one of the few games where you get to see what a uh, living arrangement for the uh, Tusken Raiders is like. The only time you ever see that is in Episode Two. But in Uh-oh. Kotor, you actually meet and interact with um, a uh, outpost of Sand People. Yeah, that was a pretty a pretty grim scene in Episode Two. Yeah, you don't see <laughs> you don't see their living arrangement for very long. I'll admit. But, yeah. Hi, mom. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that. Not good. Not so, good. Not good. Well, I'm I'm glad that you uh, you got your uh, your 1080p. Um, yeah, uh, I've, I'm yeah. really enjoying it, um, and I discovered that I have a copy of um, Jade Empire uh, mm-hmm. that I got from Origin. The like they have like a little free game thing, Origins on the House thing. Right. So I have a copy of Jade Empire. So once I finish this old Bioware game, I'm gonna go play that old Bioware game. Excellent. Excellent art. So you're well. We'll get to it in just a second. First, let's uh, let's visit the turd and check in and see how hey things are going for him. Things are going good. I uh, mean the uh, me and Mrs. Turd just celebrated our twelfth wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations! Thank you, thank you. Uh, and I I have a new microphone. I don't know if, if you could tell or not, but uh, hopefully yes! I sound a little better. You sound crisper. Great. Oh, you know what? Can we? On that topic, can we? Can I try my P? I want to make sure my P's don't pop. Too bad. Let me. Pneumatic. Anything there? <laughs> is it fine? There's no Good. P's in pneumatic. Uh, sure, there is. Psychology. <laughs> Anything popping? Yeah. Nothing popping. All right. Great. <laughs> You're so not popping. Psychology. <laughs> Very clever. I see what you did there. Oh, and uh, uh, English. apologies if you hear Tom Petty in the background. The whole family's rocking out right now. Ah, what? Uh, now, I, I'm, there was a rumor today that he had passed. Is is what's going on with that? Uh, Major heart surgery. Uh, yeah, he was found in his Malibu home. He just got off tour. Okay. Um, he was found in his Malibu home, unconscious, uh, having suffered a heart attack. Was flown to the hospital and various reports of dead not dead uh but yeah i guess there's nothing wow. concrete right now but yeah oh man yeah that's not good no no it's not, it's not. wow wow well um uh you know uh vibe out um good vibe out to uh to uh to, to mr Tom petty um, yeah yeah mr petty um that's uh 
Uh, one of my very first concert experiences was uh, Tom Petty at uh, Winterland, right before uh, Winterland closed, the famous uh, rock and roll venue in San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, and uh, was uh, was very uh, very good show. Very good yeah, show. yeah, great live, and I defy you to find a road trip mixtape worth its weight without a Tom Petty song on it. There you go, there you go. Um, what what is uh, what would be uh, your favorite selection for that road? Mm. mixtape I love Breakdown I love Breakdown a lot yeah. I mean yeah. there's a lot of yeah. good ones we were playing through them and you know there's so many good ones um, mm-hmm. I like the waiting the waiting's good the waiting it's the good. hardest part <laughs> yeah I mean there's, you a, gotta... there's, there's a 3.0 joke in there somewhere mm. Mm. It's, all, it's all over it <laughs> it just, it's just it's slathered totally oh. slathered <laughs> Um, well, um, uh, Turd, welcome back. It's, it's great to have you here and uh, you thank and your you, new microphone. You. Um, and um, so, Ace, uh, speaking of the Star Wars, I'm assuming by this point you have seen this. And I, there's a link there. It's uh, uh, a, uh, a teaser for the upcoming Battlefront 2 single-player campaign. Uh, featuring I... Go ahead. Uh, I have so many mixed feelings about Battlefront 2. Why? It looks awesome! Okay, so so I'm going to saddle up and get up on my high <laughs> horse here. Oh, dear. Um, so, yes, firstly, to address the good things, the campaign looks amazing. and that Well, there, there is, is a campaign. There is yes, a campaign. There, is. There, there, there wasn't one last time. No, there there wasn't. No. Well, and... and um, Battlefront 1 didn't have a campaign. Mm-hmm. Battlefront 2 did. Battlefront 2's campaign uh, was about... Followed the 501st, basically. And you follow the 501st from their appearance on Geonosis through the fall of the... Um, the fall of the Empire uh, and into the classic era as Vader's... As the 501st Vader's Legion of Stormtroopers. And so you fought sort of classic, iconic battles through that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So this campaign is it's very different from that. Um, whereas Battlefront 2, the original uh, Battlefront 2, had uh, sort of played in a smaller version of the main multiplayer sandbox, this looks much more like a bespoke single-player campaign with a story and set pieces a la Battlefield 1. Okay, let, let me ask you real quick. Now, the uh, the, the battlefronts that you referred to uh, from yesteryear, are those mm-hmm. still canon? Um, the prequel stuff is. Um, uh, and as far as I'm aware, the, uh, the content of where they were fighting is mostly canon. Um, I mean, the, the thing to point out again is that Battlefront 2, the story of Battlefront 2, the original one, is from mm-hmm. a clone, a, a, a clone trooper's perspective. So okay. it, it's you know, when you're watching Attack of the Clones, he is one of, you know, five of, you know, five of a squad of of the thousands of troopers on that battlefield. So, canonicity, as it were, doesn't really apply in that circumstance because there's not a whole lot to distinguish between what's going on there and what the rest of the main story is. Okay. Um, there have been a few games that have been canonized. Uh, Republic Commandos is one of them because the mm-hmm. Republic Commandos themselves showed up in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Uh, they made a, a bit part appearance in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so the the new stuff has been done with Disney's approval, obviously, because it's all right. much more tightly controlled. Uh, mm-hmm. And it follows um, Aiden Versio, a female person of color uh, who kicks butt, takes name as a special forces operative uh, that, from what I can tell, flies TIE fighters and fights on the ground. So mm-hmm. an, uh, an uncommon type of trooper in that in the Empire, most jobs are pretty, you know, strictly codified. You either... Well, her, her, her father is, is a high-ranking uh, ISB officer. He's not just a high-ranking ISB officer. He's a Grand Admiral. Right, right. So, his, I mean, he's... Uh, his so white, she, the white uh, uniform of his, that, that is a Grand Admiral's uh, right, uniform. Right, right. Uh, but, but, but she's, you know, she's she's a badass. Oh, totally. Uh, and mean, the person she, who's playing her, uh, 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 her last name is Gavanka. Uh, I can't remember if Janisa, I think it is. I'll have to look it up. But she's a giant Star Wars nerd. Like a okay. huge Star Wars nerd. Okay. Um, okay. But uh, the 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 downside to all of this is, of course, EA's the continued experimentation with gambling-like uh, functions in gaming that has been occurring over the past five to ten years. Um, they have included a card system that sounds an awful lot like pay-to-win or gambling. Uh, and that's why I have been reticent to snap up the game right away because I am not a fan of this this increasing um, move towards Skinner box esque uh, instant gratification style gameplay that a lot of these that a lot of games have recently moved to. I mean, this is not an uncommon trend. Call but this is not this. going to affect the single single player campaign. Though. Not the single player campaign, no. But what's well, all that matters? Well, it, I I enjoy playing multiplayer. I mean, here's the thing: is that I played the the Battlefield multiplayer games for a long time. I uh, mm-hmm. still do, but um, but this move towards uh, and then the big difference is that in games like Overwatch, when you unlock loot crates or whatever, none of the stuff in those crates affects gameplay. It's all cosmetic. Right. Battlefield or Battlefront Two is the first one I think in a, in, in, a, in a while to try this idea of selling um, gameplay affecting items in these crates. Oh, so I was and, not aware and of that. so so and um, I mean Mass Effect Three did this, but the difference was that Mass Effect Three was cooperative only. So it didn't matter so much if it was unbalanced because you weren't shooting each other. You were shooting AI units. Okay, well, um, if you don't shoot me, I won't shoot you. <laughs> well, but the, 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 issue, the issue being, of course, that if I Let's dump cooperate. a whole bunch of money into those cards, I have an unfair me? advantage over you if I'm shooting you. Why, why would you shoot me when you have an unfair advantage? Is because that how you get gaming satisfaction? That's how some people do. <laughs> it is certainly the case with some people. Yeah. So. I hear you. I hear you. Well, um, I, I, I'm excited about the story because I'm right now I'm in the middle of playing the uh, the aftermath or not playing uh, reading the aftermath trilogy, and uh, so I'm loving getting all of this new information about the gap between uh, episodes uh, four or I'm sorry episodes six and seven, and so I'm very uh, curious. What do you think of aftermath series? I think that the uh, the story I'm enjoying the story quite a bit. I think the writing is is 
okay. It's not great. Um, I, um, I'm listening to it on Audible, and I, I, the reader is just way over the top for me. I, it's, it's, it's pretty cringy in places. Um, I don't blame you. I've, I bought the book when it came out. I mean, I'm the mm-hmm. kind of guy who, who went out and bought this, the, the hardcover Star Wars uh, books when they, when they released, and I bought Aftermath, the first one. And right. I, I got about halfway through it before I returned it, like, or sold it. Because it's just his writing style... Uh, the author's it's writing Chuck, style. Chuck Wendig, is that his Chuck name? Chuck Wendig, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not exactly the cornerstone for Lucasfilm to center its new universe on. No, but the, but the the information is interesting. You know, some I, I I cared not at all about any of the characters in the first book, especially the the the, the kid um, who uh, Snap Wesley, up, yeah, 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 who ends up uh, being you know important later on. Um, I. You know, it's just annoying. I mean, his 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 droid, uh, Mr. Bones, is more interesting than any of the other characters. The funny thing um, is that Mr. Bones, a B one battle droid, is the breakout character of that series. Yeah, yeah. He's the character that most people like. Uh, yeah. Everybody else could give or take with everybody else. The only, the only thing that I will say that I like is Admiral Ray Sloan. Sloan kicks butt. Yes. She's awesome. Sloan is, is a badass too. Um, but I, I will I will say um, the second book much better. Uh, in, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but includes uh, characters from Episode Six that um, and it's and it's moving the it's it does a better job of moving the narrative along to get us to uh, Episode Seven. My my only other big issue with that series, especially when it came out, was that we got teases about what the characters we really cared about were doing. Like, you'd have, like, an interlude about what Han Solo was doing, or what Lando Carizzini is doing, and it's just, like, two pages. And you're just like, this book about people who I don't know who aren't compelling is not... Give me that book. I want to read that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to flesh out the universe, you got to do it well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so, Turd, Turd, um, uh, you've got a new microphone, and we're doing all the talking. Uh, I have a new microphone, that? everybody. Mr. Yay. Microphone! Yay! He's the hit at every party. Uh, so, Turd, are, are, you, um, a, um, are you a Star Wars nerd? I don't know if I've ever asked you that. Uh, I thought I was until this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, fair I'm enough. sorry. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Well, um, Ace is, is, uh, is uber nerd. Oh, uh, no. Kind of stuff. About, I can about tell you, Ace, I can, yes. I mean... Don't feel too bad. I can tell you the troop complement and length of a super star destroyer. Don't worry about it. I, yeah. I, I won't. I won't. I'll be fine. But yes, <laughs> well, that's good. Um, so, um, are you aware of uh, the Battlefront Two um, uh, game upcoming in November? Um, and um, are you um, uh, are you at all um, interested in playing it? I'm I'm really on the fence. I'm kind of with Ace, but for different reasons. I'm you know. Ace and I are together, but for entirely different reasons. Um, I'm I'm concerned that it's I don't like Origin, and I don't um, I really don't like paying eighty dollars for a game. Uh, so if it's if the single player and Mark and I have we'll be discussing this in the future on um, on another show. If there isn't significant uh, value in the single player campaign. I'm probably not going to be interested because I can get the, the content from watching other people play the game. Um, but 
if it's not if there's because the multiplayer stuff it looks like it would be fun it looks like you know flying a flying a, the ships that they have in the uh, in the in the demos looks like that would be fun but if it's not if it's not really fun and really good and really replayable then 80 bucks man I can think of all the early access games I can get off of Steam for 80 dollars yeah. yeah I'm kind of in the same well, you boat you know what like, they'd say just be a patient gamer just wait well I'm, I'm not down. an arena guy I don't like the arena games so much so yeah if the, if the single player campaign it looks good I might dive in mm-hmm. uh, but if there's not a whole lot there yeah I'm, I'm probably gonna pass I'm excited for um for um um uh, what's your name uh Inferno Squad leader badass chick um I because you're playing her in the single player campaign right Iden Versio yes you are yeah yeah so I'm a, and oh, man the um uh the Palpatine puppet was just awesome I mean <laughs> so that's that's something we should talk about at some point is uh, Operation Cinder is an yes 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 let's, let's 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 touch on that. Touch, touch, touch. Uh, so touch Operation me, Cinder is. I feel like the, that I am not afraid. <laughs> I feel like the best way to describe Operation Cinder is like, well, if I can't have it, neither can you. It's the Emperor's way of taking his ball and going home with it. Because uh, yeah. uh, and, and considering we're talking about the Death Star, literally take my ball home, going going home with it. But um, <laughs> bum You see, because it's spherical. Yes, exactly. Uh, so the idea of Operation Cinder was, um, uh, generally speaking, the Emperor basically said if the Empire can't defend its monarch, mm-hmm. then there there shouldn't be an Empire to begin with at that point. Then it has failed ultimately in its in its 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 goal. So mm-hmm. if he was if he were to be killed, this was to be a contingency plan, and the intention was to bog the the rebellion. Uh, or the New Republic down into a series of very costly, very difficult sieges and ground wars that would hamper the rebellion and then draw them and the Empire into a cataclysmic battle that would catastrophically weaken both uh, factions and then when that completed, send key members of the Empire into the unknown regions to form mm-hmm. a new empire, which of course, and this is one of those weird things to talk about when talking about Star Wars canon, because Operation Cinder is both happening as a as a gameplay and story event now, but has also mm-hmm. already happened if you're looking at at uh, the Force Awakens, because right. the ultimate culmination of that plan was the First Order, which right. is an empire from um, beyond known space in the unknown regions, which is where Thrawn's people are from. Chiss, right, uh, and they have returned with with a vengeance uh, to terrorize the galaxy, and it sort of explains. I feel like, to, largely, Operation Cinder is an explanation for why the First Order has the kind of infrastructure that it does. Uh, How do you mean infrastructure? Well, in the Force Awakens, they talk about here's the Death Star two, and here's Starkiller Base, and mm. I'm like. If the First Order is a fringe group of the Empire, how did they build a planet-sized death weapon? Um, if they're well, they supposed found, to be, they, 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 they found their best and brightest out there, right? I mean, when when they when they did the purge, when they did these purges on what was left of the Empire, I'm, I'm sure they took the biggest brains with them. 
oh, I'm not disagreeing with you, but it, like, the the. the I feel like Operation Cinder is a, is a means to explain that because when the Force Awakens first came out, uh, mm-hmm. the First Order was simply explained as a splinter group, that, a vestige splinter group of the Empire, and right. sort of they were sort of like, uh, you know, once the U.S. toppled Iraq, they were like the Taliban, basically in sitting out in the distance uh, on the, on the edge of their former territory, harassing and making problems for the Republic. But, like, in the movie, you're like, oh, they have a giant, a bigger death weapon that's more powerful than the second Death Star. How did a giant splinter faction or a, a small splinter faction get a weapon this powerful and this big and nobody noticed? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like Operation Cinder is a great way to explain some of that. And it's the same thing with, um, uh, what's the new one coming out? The Last Jedi. Right. Because uh, in The Last Jedi, they have a Star Destroyer, a mega-class Star Destroyer that's 60 kilometers long, which is, like... Six, six super star destroyers. It's huge. It's 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 insane numbers in terms of size and scale. Sixty kilometers. Sixty kilometers long. It is. It is. So the the SSD, the Vader's Executor class star destroyer, is uh, seventeen. Wow. So and a Bengal, Bengal carrier in star in star citizen, citizen is, only is going a to be single kilometer. Is one kilometer. Yes. This is my point. Wow. When I saw the stats for this mega class Star Destroyer, I was like, "What is going on, Lucasfilm? Why are you giving the First Order like the weapons that just boggle all I'll, sense of scale, I'll, even for I'll the Star?" I'll tell Wars you universe? why. Because Lego models. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. So yes, yes, the mega class. I mean, and from what I've seen about the way it's described, is that it's basically a mobile ship ship dock. Like it's a it's it is a mobile space station. Um, oh, uh, yeah. But I mean, I mean, in this the Halo lore, a fleet of star destroyers, five star destroyers, can perform a base delta zero on a planet, which is in, in the Star Wars term glassing. That's just, it's absolutely right. turning over right. a planet's ecosystem. So if five like of those, shiny. if five of those can do that to a single star or a single planet, why do you need a sixty kilometer? I mean, it just seems like a colossal drainage of money and uh, equipment that we know inevitably will be destroyed by uh, the New Republic. Oh, do we, though? I'm, I'm fairly certain it'll probably see. Oh, you see, don't give up hope, Ace. There's still uh, hope for you. It'll I work only, this time I, for I, the New Order, I know it. I, yes! that's, the, that's the thing, I feel like, all right, Asma. we're going to put all of Asma. our money and funds Asma. into a giant space station. It'll work this time, I swear. Make it yeah, even I'm, bigger. Exactly. Clearly, clearly, oh. the solution was not smaller. It's just bigger. Okay. All right. All right. So here we go. Um, November. This November, join Inferno Squad in an untold Star Wars story. Star Wars Battlefront Two. So, who's buying? I'm waiting. I'm waiting too. I'm waiting three. Oh my God! Did anybody, anybody get the license on that spaceship? Jesus! Whoa! <laughs> I missed it. Oh. oh, that was horrible. It was horrible. I soiled myself again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think we were talking about Star Wars. We were. I think. Okay. 
video game coming out in November. Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna buy it right away. I'm gonna wait. What yeah, about you guys? Too. Same, same. I'm gonna hold off. Uh, and and just to point out, Gleaves, something I was, uh, wanted to point out to you is that a bunch of games, if you wait, the price does go down, and I feel like that's a smarter answer these days. I was just looking at some of these game prices, Dragon Age Inquisition's Game of the Year version, forty bucks. Like, uh-huh. uh huh. I I feel like if you're willing to sit back and give games like a uh, a six month delay, it, it might end up being a smarter answer. What? And don't start playing them by a spaceship, and, and you're talking prices. <laughs> I'm lying here bleeding in the space gutter, and you're talking about prices. Hey, I gotta recoup my val- my uh, value somehow. Uh, we don't know what happened. Um, uh, lightning, um, sunspots, um, perhaps I don't know what. What do um, uh, Kong Skull Island? There's a whole uh, their whole school of thought that the center of the Earth is filled with these really uh, hideous monsters, and occasionally they pop up and and uh, and wreak havoc upon um, upon uh, 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 nerds doing podcasts and little girls with butterfly collections. So. Uh, we're not sure which of those it was, but anyway, uh, excuse the uh, excuse the interruption. So, all right, back. Star Citizen. How how about that? Aces. No, hey. Aces. Hey. It is. It is. There's me. only one. There's only one ace. <laughs> aces high. Well, technically oh. there are two. There's there's me, and then there's the Star Wars canonical Ace Azamine. Ah, uh, you see. See, yeah, he go blinded play. you with science. Go play some uh, X Wing Alliance. You hear my name repeatedly mentioned. Science. Okay, production schedule update and weekly newsletter nine twenty nine update. Redux. We are effectively at zero bugs and in the go-no-go rounds. And I think I was saying I've been paying attention to the news today and have not, uh, such that I was able to, and have not heard anything about uh, avocados receiving a little something under their under their tree. Have you guys heard anything? I have not. Not a word. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Um, so, and it, uh, it's got to be any minute. It's got it's got to be the because they're um, they're doing the traversal version of 3.0 uh, first, so they're they're isolating that functionality set, and that will go to the avocados first, and then after that we don't uh, uh, we don't know uh, what is going to happen for sure. But um, um, good question. What do you guys think will happen or or not happen uh, between now and CitizenCon? Not much. Relative to, Boy. relative to uh, 3.0, and uh, maybe perhaps news, news uh, to be uh, revealed because you know we, uh, CitizenCon is going to be um, uh, focused or themed on exploration. Uh, we've got a um, game changer uh, ship which is going to be released, a, a citizen occupation game can- game changer ship. See, since I since I've gotten run over, I can't speak any. I spent oh, I don't no. speak good no more. Um, so I'm just you know spitball. I mean, because we're gonna be back together um, after I return from holiday. I believe we will be recording the Monday of the week of uh, CitizenCon, and uh, we're probably gonna try to cram all of us into uh, into the recording studio that night, and uh, uh, we'll 
it'll probably it'll be a pajama party. So uh, you guys can go ahead and, and uh, plan that out. Um, um, I'm going to be bringing um, uh, stuff to make Samoas. Um, uh, uh, Turd, you're on uh, you're on uh, Rice Krispie Squares uh, detail this year. You got and, it. Um, and Ace, um, uh, I don't know. What are you going to bring, Ace? My Chips wife can make a mean Rice Krispie Square. I mean, she's good at oh. it. You, okay. you take you take Rice Krispies. I'll take the guacamole. Sure. Don't mix though. Don't mix though. <laughs> well, it depends on how many tequilas you've had. <laughs> yeah, no, she's uh, uh, she's been experimenting with uh, uh, one part chocolate Jimmy. Rice Krispie treats and one part plain. It's a it's a neat oh. confection. So, um, uh, anyway, uh, just, you know, kind of a, what do you think? Because we have some, we have about three weeks between them. We have exactly three weeks between now and then. Uh, what do you guys uh, think might uh, might happen? Oh, man, I have no idea. <laughs> There's no way these predition- predictions could go wrong. No oh, way. Oh, have fun! I have on. I have learned my lesson since CitizenCon last year. Yeah. Oh, are you still scarred? From... I just, every time someone's like, what do you think is going to happen? I'm like, well, at CitizenCon, I predicted Squadron 42, and that never happened. So I'm just not going to make, make any predictions. Predict, predict not Squadron 42, and well, that is that happen. is a that just takes the wind out of my sails, don't it? It's like, oh, well, I predict something not to happen. I, I Well, I think a lot of people are saying if we don't get Squadron, something major Squadron 42 this time, that, uh, um, that the community will be, uh, will be upset. Um, you know, I don't know if that means gameplay or information or or what, but God help um, me, think... they should at least have a trailer or something, please, mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very much I, looking forward to that. I understand that they want to keep you know stuff close to the chest. I get that, but story, keep the story under wraps. Yeah. we don't want to know the story. Yes, please. Yeah, I just for us. I'm just please. <laughs> it is, it is the thing that I have been hoping and wanting and, and wishing for, and and at CitizenCon I was so hopeful, uh, and it feels like so long from now because that was our that was my uh, wife and I that was our wedding anniversary was yeah. so, and it's we're coming up on that same day, and just like it just it feels like so long ago now. We still have the well, same now. game now that we had then. Yeah, that, that, that's really true. I mean, the 2.6 that we have now has not demonstrably changed that much since what we had then. Uh, I think when, at CitizenCon we were at, we were at 2.3, I think. 2.3 or 2.4, and we got up to 2.6.3 is where we're, we're hovering at now. So, But, uh, yeah, still the that, that iteration, you know, the, um, the, the first pass, because 2.0 was the first pass at the, at the PU. Well, and, that, the, and the family and, and of remember, yeah. Chris. I, it's something I remember from that 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 uh, presentation. Three point yeah, into the year, four point next year. That, isn't and, that great? We're gonna have four point in like less than two months. Right? Yeah, that is the. Uh, so, but okay, all right. Now, all right. Let me then let me be a little bit more specific. I, you know, I, I gave you I gave you lots of leash to run and chase frisbees, and um, and apparently that's not stop happen, at the gate. So. Yeah. <laughs> Step at the fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what do we think? Okay. So, so we're, we're all agreed that it would be it would just be Jim Dandy to have uh, some uh, some substantial Squadron Forty Two information, be it visual words, 
um, you know, more than just what words you. at this point. We've gotten a lot of words about what we do expect. I would like to see some narrative of some kind. All right. So now, what about? Um, and I'll I'll go first so that you have something to build upon. Uh, what about um, 3.0? What I'm suggesting, or what I'm I suggested, I think I might have been on the show with you, uh, uh, Turd, last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that perhaps. Uh, what might happen is that we will have a version of uh, 3.0, the traversal version of 3.0, go to avocados. Avocados will have their way with it, and then uh, they will pass that along to uh, the wider PTU, uh, thereby getting it out from behind the NDA wall. Uh, in the meantime, of course, uh, avocados will have uh, will have new functionality added to. Uh, the traversal build, and they will will continue working on that. Uh, the wider PTU can uh, do further testing on the traversal uh, build, uh, find, perhaps find more bugs in similar to the way that the folks playing on the floor at Gamescom were able to ferret out bugs from uh, that build of of um, of uh, 3.0, um, and then you know that as as uh, the avocados uh, continue testing and keep, you know, can perhaps iterating um, uh, what they're working on or it's iterated for them, they can pass that along to the general PTU. That'll be more functionality that uh, content creators, once it's, because it'll be beyond the NDA wall, they, content creators will be able to begin streaming. Um, so I think it would be great if we can go into Star Citizen, and not Star Citizen, into CitizenCon um, with uh, content creators being able to create content Avocados uh, uh, testing uh, ever more, ever richer uh, builds of 3.0. Because I, I think it's, it's it's probably a fairly safe bet to say that we're not going to get the full blown 3.0 to live by CitizenCon. That's probably a stretch. Yeah, that's that's probably asking a little too much at this point. Yeah. So anyway, I so I, what do you think? Do you think? Um, do you think that that's, I, I believe from what we've seen in ATV and Aaron that he wants to get something going as soon as possible. Um, do you? I mean, they're still not compromising any quality, but you know, there's there's ways to to uh, to hasten the process to uh, external testers. You can cut down on functionality um, uh, being tested, or you can um, uh, compromise uh, your um, your. Uh, uh, Level of polish, I guess, or, or level of finish. I don't. I think that there are they are more willing to do the former than the latter. So, uh, do you think that we're going to have um, something out to the wider PTU prior to CitizenCon? So, like within the next two weeks. I think they would. I think they would love it. I think they're really pushing to have that done. Whether mm-hmm. they're able to pull it off or not, I'm not. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, but that would be ideal. It'd be tough to go into CitizenCon without getting content in a lot of people's hands. Mm-hmm. I think it, well, it would. It would. I think it would be much easier if they did do that. I mean, it'll. Yeah, like I, you said, for even if everybody. It's a, yeah, even if it's a, like a like a stripped down version, like you said, like you know, you can play on these moons. You can't really go too far beyond these moons, but at least you could, you know, ride your space bikes and, mm-hmm. uh, you know hang out with each other on a moon and jump around and right because traversal is going to allow uh, folks to go from moon to moon um there i, I believe uh, i've not s- s- 
I don't recall hearing it explicitly described as not including uh, any kind of mission components, but I, I, I think that, um, that that would be um, a logical thing to have included in the next cut at it. Um, so, um, sure, I think, you know, because the, the, planet, the planetary landing mechanics, um, uh, that's, that's going to be fun. That's going to be very new uh, and fun. So I think that that's and uh, changes to the uh, the flight the flight model and and ships. There's going to be uh, ships in there that uh, folks have not had a chance to, to fly yet, like the uh, Prospector and the Dragonfly. Yeah, new Cutlass um, Black. New Cutlass Black. So I don't know. Uh, so uh, Turd, give me a percentage. Um, what are you what are you putting the probability of something beyond the NDA wall? With enough time prior to CitizenCon to uh, uh, get content out into the uh, community. Uh, if we're talking live release, I I don't. No 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 no. Optimistic, beyond, but if we're be, talking like a wide PTU, wall. yes. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a fifty-fifty shot. Fifty. A coin 50. flip. Okay. Yeah. A, a coin flip. All right, uh, Mr. Azamine. The sound I just made created what I can only describe as a caterpillar, a fuzzy caterpillar of a waveform. You're a fuzzy caterpillar. Indeed. Um, I am just going to respectfully not prognosticate. You're going to refuse to participate. I can respect that. (laughs) You can call me chicken, but I would rather not have my hopes dashed. So the simple answer is just not have any hopes to begin with. God, that's bleak. It is. Okay. Uh, right, I will well, say this, though. You make a fantastic chicken impression. I am impressed. Thank you. You are what you eat. Um, well, then uh, you go play with your Star Wars trading cards and uh, you know build yourself a nice <laughs> weapon to play in game. And uh, I'll, I'll continue this with Turd. Um, so, uh, Turd, now what yes. do you think about uh, the exploration? Because we, we, we have an exploration theme uh, for the... Um, um, for the uh, event, and it's going to be a, it's going to be an all day event too. It's not going to be like last time where you know folks are going to be standing out on the sidewalk, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, doing the open 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 thing at the door. It's, they're going to open the doors at noon, and people are going to go in. There's going to be booths. Um, I'm still I'm still hoping for my dunk disco tank, uh, but uh, make it happen. <laughs> Come on, yeah, CIG, do this now. Let's do it. Uh, so, what do you think that they might we might be presented with as uh, part of the exploration uh, theme. Oh, man. As far as in-game or... Well, what's presented? You know, what's... I mean, are they going to... You know, uh, I I doubt they're going to, like, you know, be selling Star Citizen-themed orienteering kits um, out in the lobby, but... um, You know, maybe something with jump points. Maybe uh, something, uh, something... uh, uh, a, a different look at oh god they're gonna the guys from Spectrum are gonna come down or from Turbulent are gonna come down and we're gonna get a, a six hour demo on uh, the arc map. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean you know new race alien races. Um, I I really don't know. Um, I I I don't know that it would have something to do with that game changing ship they keep talking about. 
Ooh, they see now. There you go. Now, now run with that. What do you What do you think the game changer might be if it's not? You know, some people have hypothesized a construction um, uh, type vehicle. If uh, what kind of a game changer could there be in the realm of exploration? I guess if, I guess if you're talking about the bases, I guess that could make sense. Uh, like a construction ship, you know, you got to explore, find a find a place to settle yeah, down. Yeah. And, okay. Um, beyond corn. that, space yeah. corn. Yeah. yeah, really, I, I really, I really don't know. Space ethanol, maybe space ethanol for your spaceship. That's space right. I'm gonna be moonshine. <laughs> corn squeezins in space. Actual moonshine. <laughs> hey, just a good old boys. Um. I, you know, I don't know. I, I think, you know, jump points, alien races. Um, oh, yeah, maybe our first look at the uh, the, bad, the bad guys, you know, like... The next iteration of... Um, the FanDuel. Of scanner technology that doesn't involve a golf swing. <laughs> hmm. Oh. <laughs> because that makes people happy. Oh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. The maybe they got swing. more... I've forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they've refined that a little bit more. Well, yeah, that's... Could, that could happen, um, and then, uh, but then, yeah. Uh, well, except um, what you said about aliens is, I think that at the, and Mark and I were discussing this uh, earlier uh, in several weeks from now. Earlier on uh, the next show. Yeah, that when you get into enemy aliens, you're potentially giving away story stuff. You know, because like if you get a, you know, in Squadron Forty Two, we're anticipating fighting the Vanduul. Um, so how much information do you want to have presented to us now uh, as opposed to uh, stuff that we need to learn about them in game? Oh, I don't well, what if we got like a we're sorry, what if we got like a to some degree? True. And what if we got like a military briefing on them like a like a breakdown of their strategies and tactics and and what they do? Well, we military know there's capabilities. a group that's planning to do that. I mean, Operation Pitchfork is basically that. They, they want to be able to identify and break down and then attack Vandal targets. But if we do that now... I mean, Operation Pitchfork, I believe, was supposed to be at the end of the, the beta, was their intention? Correct. Was to throw Correct. all of the yeah. ships into suspected Vandal space for one last hurrah before everything got wiped. But I think that was a yes. community-driven event. I don't think that was mm-hmm. CIG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I think they've, been, they've incorporated it. They're, they're they, yes, they have, they've endorsed it. Uh, yes, the, well, the Aurora has a Operation Pitchfork skin. Mm-hmm. Right. So That's right. They are so, aware. Yeah, and I, 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 I don't know if you guys were aware, but I've already volunteered our org uh, to uh, assist with Operation Pitchfork. Oh, I'm so. down. I am so down for that. So get, get ready for that. Um... Yeah, I you know I, I don't know I think it's kind of a, a, a delicate uh, balance beam there about uh, story what you can what you can reveal about the gameplay universe without giving away story components so um, and I don't yeah, mind I, I don't mind a little bit of story as long as it's early story like setup story mm-hmm mm-hmm but I mean I mean yeah because I mean we, we already know that uh, that the that the the most Brutal Vanduul are the naked ones. This is this because is true. They don't need the armor because they're you know as they become more as their badassery level increases, they remove pieces of their armor, which is like 
attached to their bodies, which is just kind of weird. Um, but so if you see a naked Thanduul, run. He gonna get you. You see, because I, I, I make that joke once every year. The naked Thanduul joke, run. Because you see, it's like naked. It sounds like a good bar. The naked, naked Thanduul. UE Marine. It's up to you. Thanduul, you're out of there. It's a beautiful sound effect. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, so I, you know, who knows? Who knows? Uh, so we we have. I think we have. Uh, we've uh, achieved your goal, Ace, and not prognosticated a thing. So um, <laughs> we have no idea. What I, you know, about. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer about it. I honestly don't. I I am excited for. Citizen You're keeping it real. V- very hopeful. Yeah, I just uh, once burned, twice shy. Uh, you know, I just, I, I don't want to, uh, I would love to be absolutely blown away. I really would. Uh, I, I, uh, you know, and Gamescom last year was the thing that I went, oh, that's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But there's really not been much of that since then. Well, we had the holiday live stream last year. Oh, <laughs> yes, the holiday live stream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't I think, I like think the, only, the only show that I've cringed more at was Bethesda's E3 presentation this year, which was just... I didn't see that. What was so bad about that? Oh. So, firstly, it was at midnight. So, if you were waiting to find out new information, you ha- and I knew everybody else's show was during basically during prime time. And so then, mm-hmm. like, two or three hours later, Bethesda did their show. And it was... It was uh, all right, we're going to try paid mods again and see if we can make that stick. Uh, this when they announced Creation Club, which is their thing. Uh, oh, and by the way, we're porting Fallout 4 and Skyrim to yet another console. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, and um, uh, there's a new Metro game that's going to come out some point in the nebulous future. And that was their entire presentation. And, and people were understandably like, this is what you made us wait, you know, several hours into the night for. Wow, it's like a Guns N' Roses concert. It was, uh, it was not a pleasant scene the next morning. People were like, Bethesda's presentation did not warrant waiting three hours into the wee uh, hours of the morning for uh, a presentation that could easily have been summed up in a press release. I, I wonder if they wait until the witch doctor says it's okay before going on stage. I don't know. Bethesda's had some weird stuff going on lately, and I'm I'm kind of worried about them. <laughs> well, we we hope that they're they, they get better. Yes, indeed. Uh, all right. Well, let's power through th- through some things here. Um, Origin X One. We had a concept sale, uh, and it's not just another LTI token. Uh, it's a space bike. My words, not theirs. Um. The X-1 is an open canopy vehicle worthy of Origin's prodigious pedigree. Those were their words. All right. Um, so it uh, went on concept last Friday. Uh, transformation through experience. Um, Alberto Vara, who is the, uh, I guess, the designer of the thing, he has a self-esteem problem. <laughs> <coughs> it's oh, a very no. odd design. He said, rather than wallow in complacency of conventional thinking. That's funny, Hmm. what he said. 
Hmm. Yeah. Three variants. There's a baseline. There's the velocity version, which is for racing. And then the force version, which is for exploration. Maybe. Um, it's kind of it's a, it's got uh, a little bit more onboard equipment. Um, I believe it has another shield generator and it has a slightly bigger weapon. Uh, kind of baseline stealthy, I think too. Might could might could. Um, so it's unclear. We're I guess we're waiting for the Q and A on on that to see uh, see exactly what that version does. But uh, the respective prices war bond for those three are thirty five, forty, and forty five. 40, 45, and 50 with store credit. Um, so it is, you know, it's unique, it's sleek, it's a sexy looking craft. Um, I have a baseline edition in my 600i package, and so I picked up a CCU to the Velocity Edition, which I'm thinking I will carry around in my Touring Edition 600i, you know, because fancy folks slumming the outer rim, uh, perhaps yeah. taking some time to participate in a local race, then getting our midichlorians tested, you know. <laughs> Some folks call that vacation. We here at Star G Lines, we call that Wednesday. So fancy. You're so, so fancy. Genteel. The sale goes until 2000 hours UTC on the 5th of October. So guys, in any in any interest at all? No, not really. Yeah, How come? A- Why? Because I already have a dragonfly. Oh, did you? I didn't know you got a dragonfly. No, well, that's good. It's the last thing I've ever purchased from from uh, from CIG during a ship sale. It's the a single dragonfly. Single dragonfly, so lonely. Yep. I've heard the um, I I heard on another show today uh, the X one described as a futuristic can opener. <laughs> it you know what it looks like to me, wine aerator. Yeah, hmm. yeah that could mm-hmm. be. That could be. Guys, um, guys, it's all that and more. <laughs> now, well, well turn. I bet you, you. I bet you that it has sat nav. Even. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's an option. It, it would have to be, rather than wallowing in the complacency of conventional thinking. Why would you do that? As because you know, conventional said. thinking isn't you know conventional for a reason. Yeah. Um, turd. Any any interest? Are you gonna pick one up? Mm, I got a dragonfly and a nox. Uh, I'd have to compare it to the Nox and and see which one I like more, but I, I guess maybe I'm a solid maybe. <laughs> a solid right. maybe. Well, that is some I, staunch decision making, turd. This is this I'll, is my life. I'll not be saving you a place at the midichlorian testing station. Uh, maybe sa- maybe save me a seat. <laughs> a maybe seat. All right, so that's that's going on for another week. Um, and then we got uh, an ATV since the last time uh, Turd, you and I uh, discussed these things. Uh, usables. Uh, the universe is at our command. Uh, usables are like stuff that you use, and then you can stack your usables on top of other usables and then use the usables unless someone or something else is already using the usable because they are usables, not shareables. Uh, I just want to say this episode made me laugh out loud for the line, and this episode may contain the most cafeteria shots in a single episode. As like, yes, somebody clearly reads the Reddit. <laughs> Cause, and this episode definitely had the most cafeteria sitting at tables uh, uh, footage I think I've ever seen in an episode of ATV. It was a beautiful Usables. thing. 
and we've the, seen the cafeteria some cafeteria is shots. Full of uh, usables. What's not usable in a cafeteria? Well, hopefully not the toilet, but you know. Oh, That'd you just indecent. wait. Usables involve the AI some sub sub function and pretty much everything else, best I can tell. Um, I thought this ATV overall was pretty dry, though I'm not a dev, so uh, most of what they were saying I couldn't use. <laughs> you see what I did there? It wasn't usable for me. Um, but without a doubt, my favorite part of this episode was the brief discussion with Brian Brewer about toilets. Yes, Ace, they are usable. About using toilets, you see? Get it? Using the toilet. It's a usable. I'm going to use my usable toilet because my inner thought system told me to. Woohoo! <laughs> anyway, Brian said they have finally settled on toilet metrics. Very important. Um, yes, and that they have recently captured some moves which were needed to flush out the toilet system. I'm betting this system will be one of somebody's favorite rides in the final game. Am I right, huh? Why, why are you looking at me? <laughs> it's another turd stop, joke. Stop looking at me like that. This, this right here was my concern with bringing Turd Ferguson onto the podcast because his content would shine. His content would shine, and yours, Gleep, would go right down the crapper. Yay! Everybody's doing it now. Welcome, Welcome Ace. Aboard, Ace. Welcome. <laughs> Put down your trading cards. Come in, come in for the big win. Come, we, we, we have a badge for you. Come over here. Come over here. <laughs> pin this on you. You can trade it on Steam. Um, all right. Well, that's um, that. So that was what I. Got. That's what I got out of the ATV. Um, jokes. And then. A little bit about um, the Elite Dangerous. Um, very excitements that happened over there recently. Uh, patch 2.4, the return of the Thargoids. Yes, they are here. They are here. Um, I first saw them, first up close and personal, uh, some footage from uh, Scott Manley, who uh, did a video uh, the day that the patch dropped. Um, I didn't get home until later in the evening um, on that day, and the servers were just hammered. Um, it was like the patch was pretty small. It was only like seven gigabytes, and uh, which would normally just take uh, take me, uh, you know, maybe ten or fifteen minutes at the most to download. And I gave up and went to bed after about an hour when I had downloaded less than a gig, and it said I still had six hours to go. So it was definitely hammered time. Those Thargoids gotcha. I'm very curious about the Thargoids. Um... It's a neat concept, and I have Elite Dangerous. I and I think Do you I have, have Horizons. I believe I have Horizons, um, but Horizons? I haven't installed the game. I had, I, I keep going back and forth. Elite Dangerous. I have installed and uninstalled. Have installed and uninstalled because the game, it's the game that I want to love. Mm -hmm. But the style and movement and and combat in Elite Dangerous. I don't know. Leaves me cold. It feel. I think part of it is that I'm so used to much faster space combat gameplay mm -hmm. i.e. Uh, X-Wing Alliance uh, you know, War Thunder um, Star Citizen uh, you know, space dogfights whereas Elite Dangerous feels a lot more like submarine battles 
Yeah, yeah that's a that's a that's a good analogy, I think. Um, uh, submarine battles or or um, small fleet tactics, frigate frigate mm-hmm. class battle combat. Uh, uh, there isn't much room, at least in the in the in the base game, for a, a, a gun for a hire that's a, that's a fighter pilot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I I think that's a that's a fair criticism. Um, uh, you know, I, I think it's definitely one of those games that it's either for you or it ain't for you. Yeah. I was gonna say it's either for you or it's again you, but that that wouldn't be fair. It's, it's I I think it it, it appeals to, uh, I think to folks or it doesn't. What I would if I really wanted to get into Elite Dangerous, what I would have mm-hmm. to do is find an org in Elite Dangerous and sign up as part of their fighter wing. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a single eagle is not all that intimidating, but eight or nine of them all firing on one target can probably be pretty dangerous. Yeah, that could be. Um, well, the Thargoids, back to the Thargoids, uh, when, they, when the patch dropped, the technology was not available to be able to defeat them. Uh, so there was a community goal that had not yet completed, and, I, and I, from what I've under, heard described, as part of that community goal, some special scanners and special missiles were unlocked. And um, once that happened, then uh, uh, players were able to actually um, uh, defeat uh, a Thargoid. And uh, prior to that point, uh, Folks were, uh, they were still trying, uh, they are going out, but um, uh, they were all uh, defeated. And, um, but, uh, and I mentioned on the, um, on the other show with Mark that uh, I was talking to uh, one, of, uh, one of our uh, org, uh, Warmaster Chief, and he had been out there uh, the first day and had been able to go out and see the Thargoids, and they didn't mess with him. You know, he just, he just went out and cruised around and looked at him. You know, they scanned him, which, uh, which screwed up his, um, his electronics for a little bit, but um, you know they, they uh, you know they, they gently uh, um, nod on him a little bit, and then uh, decided he didn't taste good and went away. So um, I wouldn't mess with War Master Chief either. So I don't I don't blame the Thargoids. He needs a weapon. <laughs> um, and uh, so anyway, but now they're they're just they're dropping them like flies. It's uh, they're, you, you can't you can't walk across the street without killing a Thargoid. I guess I've I've heard that they're not hostile unless you provoke them. Um, well, I uh, I've heard I've heard that, and then I've also heard that uh, that they will just uh, they will interdict you and kill you, uh, which is sort of the opposite of that. Um, so I don't know I don't know I have not seen one personally myself. Um, I'm uh, I'm still uh, trying to save up enough money to get um, to get a big enough ship to get over there. Uh, but um, I would like to, because I have a passenger uh, ship in in Elite Dangerous that I've been flying lately. And do you want to scare like the to... pants off your passengers? I do. I do. <laughs> and if you look outside um, to your right, you'll you see your ever flown Star G mm, Yeah, it's all all the seats are are lined with Viscane. Um, what um, I would like to do is because uh, they have a um, you know a passenger mission system, so. What I would like to do is be able to take people on tours to go see the Thargoids, assuming that they will, um, you know, still allow non-threatening vessels uh, to get within um, a reasonable distance without um, without attacking. Because um, I think that would be, you know, 
people, you know, like whale watching, people pay for that kind of stuff, you know? It's like, hey, come see the fire guides! You know, you have to be this tall to ride in this ride. No. I think it'd be fun. The way um, you put that, I'm just like, wow. Just like, I paddle out in your, your little schooner to go see, check out the Thargoids. There it goes! Keep your hands inside the ride at all times! Um, Thanks, Kermit. So, thank you. <laughs> Alright! Uh, um, there's more, I think it was Barney more than Kermit. Um, and according to Obsidian Ant, I watch his channel a lot, he's got cool stuff. Um, you will need at least a, a full wing of players. Although I've heard, I heard today that that's not the case anymore. Um, but he had recommended originally that one full wing of players, which is is four four ships, um, to successfully take on a, a Thargoid. But that two wings was even better. Um, I myself prefer the eight wing value meal with extra dipping sauce. Spicy, please. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm not a pew pew guy, but um, I'm, I, I like that they're adding content to uh, the game. The game seems to be, you know, the criticism has always been mile wide, inches deep. Uh, Mark asked me, he said, so when you're standing up in the game, do your feet get wet yet? <laughs> well, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. Uh, but um, uh, I, I I think that this is adding a dimension. You know, it's a huge change. I mean, because there there had been some artifacts, but there had not actually been aliens in the game. So this is a, this is a huge change for for ED. And um, they but were I guess there was also lore. And, oh yeah, the, well they the were in the first games game too. And and they yeah. brief there was a scripted uh, encounter you could have for them in the previous patch that you could they would uh, you you if you flew out to a particular part of the galaxy, you would be interdicted scanned and then the ship the thargoid vessel would then jump away and sort of a close encounter of the third kind kind of spooky sort of first interaction that but mm-hmm. uh this is the first time they have been uh angry thargoids that they will they will mm. fire on you and you can fire on them we have we have awoken the uh the sleeping flowers indeed they have bloomed they have bloomed um so uh but a uh, Another thing that came out with this patch, and um, I just heard this today on um, uh, Tales of Citizens, and they were talking about that there was some bug that got released, that got through, because they were in beta for a long time, and there was some bug that got through that was allowing people to earn, it was like some, like in the quintillions of credits for completing missions. Which you know, and I and I don't know if they're going to have to roll back or what they're going to do. But I mean, that breaks the economy. If you you have somebody that, that finds a, a an exploit where they're able to essentially put money enough money in their bank account to buy every item in the game three times over, you know that's that that just that ruins an MMO. Do you, you hear know? that, I mean, Soren? You can give all the monies. All the monies, all the monies. So all of it. I don't know have it too many details about that, but um, or I know no details actually, uh, which is but didn't present prevent me from bringing it up here. So anyway, interesting. I love the Thargoids. I would hate it if the um, if the economy's broken. But um, uh, yeah. talk about talk about an interesting gameplay mechanic. If as the Thargoids are attacking, the economy collapses and the galaxy of of elite dangers can't defend themselves. Because they're dealing with an economic crisis. 
I think I think what we need is we need a good cryptocurrency in Elite Dangerous. Then you know the 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 indigenous credits become meaningless. Yeah, the Thar coins. <laughs> I just want you to know that you made my uh, my um, uh, levels red out for a moment with that. It's a true belly laugh. That was I, amazing. I apologize, Thar everybody. Thar coins. Thank you. Oh, we have a show title. Okay, well, so anyway, I'm enjoying Elite Dangerous. Uh, Ace, Ace, if you've got Horizons, um, you know, loaded up. Um, I'm, at some point here, I'm going to get a, mul- a big enough ship to have multi-crew fun. I'd so, do that. Um, yeah, and um, uh, I have set up a um, a private uh, server for uh, oh, okay. for our group. So um, yeah, I do that. You know, that. when I'm not negotiating with Tuscan Raiders. Well, yeah, or you know, playing with your card games. Um, and and turd, are you sold yet? Are, are you gonna, are you going to jump in, turd? You know, I've I've thought about it, and I just haven't done it yet. I'm like, well, 3.0 is coming. 3.0 is coming. Maybe I should just buy it. And then that will force 3.0. <laughs> uh, I might what? be the holdup. Take take a first step and just add it to your wish list, because th- then Buy you'll out. get a notification yeah. when it goes on sale again, which it does quite frequently. If it goes on sale, yeah, I might I might jump in, especially if there's some good multiplayer fun to be had. You 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 bought a fake space bike already. I mean, really? Right. <laughs> this is just one tiny step further. It is one small step for a turd. One giant leap for turd kind. Snoop. Alright, so are we are we are we calling it? Because I got some frozen yogurt I need to go scarf down with the wife. It's gonna be tasty. Fine. <laughs> Please go to engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's E-N-J-I-N.com. Hey, we were just talking about that. Engine now has their own cryptocurrency. Yes, is it, that's is it right. Called Thar coins? It is not. It is I'm called not Engine interested. Coin. <laughs> <laughs> it's smart cryptocurrency for gaming. Check it out at enginecoin.io. Check out Star Citizen the Base Radio at thebase.sc. Go to the INN and learn things. It can be found at imperialnews.network. You can reach us. You can reach the podcast. You can reach the show by email comms at versecast.org is the address. On Twitter, we are at versecast. Do be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. We're on YouTube. Go to tinyurl.com slash guystube. Guystube. Join our guystube. To join our org, go to tinyurl.com slash join TGWS. On Steam, we are those guys with ships, and do be sure to check out our Star Citizen gaming community website. It is versecast.org. Say goodnight, grr, AC. My name is Gleep. All my contact information is in the show notes. Don't say I never gave you nothing. <laughs> Good night, Gracie. <laughs> warms the got all wistful. Of, warms the cockles of my heart. Oh. Uh, my name is Ace Azim, and you can find information in the show notes. Um, uh, this this week's monster is the were tiger, uh, the werewolf's slightly cooler, more jungly brother, the were tiger, a medium humanoid, human shape changer, uh, neutral, uh, has a multi attack which includes bites, pounces, 
claws and a scimitar or longbow. Uh, they're a uh, challenge rating of four, so they are not to be trifled with. Okay, now Ace, answer honestly. Have you ever played a were tiger at a furry convention? No. Be honest. Be honest with us, Ace. No, I have. You don't know what my first job was, do you? I don't think I've ever told no. this story. No. Uh, this is a story for next episode. Remind me. I have a story for. Okay. You. There's a teaser for you. I am Were-tiger, fascinated. I can't wait. Furries. I can't wait till next episode. Now you're gonna have to. <laughs> we gotta. We gotta finish this up. Turd, tell us about yourself. Uh, I'm turd. Oh, by the way, Ace, are there any like poop themed D and D characters? If so, I just want to request, just somewhere down the line, just just throw one in there for me if they exist. I will. You hear this? This is the sound of me flipping through the monster manual. I will see what I can find for you. All right. I already got one tease. I can could, I could handle a second tease. That's fine. Okay. Continue. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a turd. You can find me some. Uh, I still don't know where you can find me. Uh, i tell you what. <laughs> uh, Twitter. Just, if you need to tell me something, just whisper it into the autumn wind, and I will, I will get it. <laughs> Message in a bottle. Then we go swimming in the autumn. Until next time, then we are those guys with ships, and this has been the Versecast. Bye. See ya. Later. Baba Booey, Baba Booey.